intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast, coming to you live from Twin Lakes, Wisconsin, where I blow up the news on the verbal scale. I am your host, Efren Guzman. My guest today, he is the host of the Hannibal TV show. He is also a kickboxer, wrestler extraordinaire. Ladies and gentlemen, Hannibal. What's going on, brother? How you doing? Hannibal the Death Dealer from the HannibalTV.com. Yes, I'm doing fine. Absolutely fine. That's good, brother. That's good. Um, I know you have a fight coming up February 2nd. I know you're probably training for that. And um, thank you for giving me a little bit of your time. And um, just want to talk to you and touch base with you on everything that's going on in your career. So um, how's everything been going on for you and how was your new year? I have been focused on training for my kickboxing exhibition match February 2nd in Hawkesbury, Ontario, and I've just been doing everything I can in between editing and interviewing people to make sure that I win that fight coming up. So lots of training and stretching and using hot tubs, using saunas, steam rooms, lots of running, lots of sparring, and lots of heavy bag and pad work training. Oh, and um, are you mentally prepared for this? Um, be like, you know, because I know you have your interviews as well, and you're doing other things as well. Are you supremely focused on this fight as well, too, basically, right? Oh, actually, I'm not going on any more interview trips until after this fight, so I'm not going to really be traveling too, too far between now and the fight, so I will be focused on the fight, and then after the fight, I'll be heading to Phoenix and possibly a few other places in Arizona and Nevada on another interview trip. But I did have a successful Skype interview with Vince Russo a couple nights ago that's posted on our TheHannibalTV.com YouTube channel. And um, I liked it. It seemed to turn out all right. So there might be some Skype interviews between now and my fight because they're not that uh, difficult to do. Yeah, I've seen that. I think it was like, what, 30 minutes long, right? Or that was... Like- Yes. yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, how well? How, how, well, it's probably a stupid question, but um, how is it? How, how how is it like talking to people from all varieties of sports and entertainers? Like, do you have a good rapport when you talk with someone? Because sometimes, like, even if you're interviewing somebody for the first time, you know, like sometimes the chemistry is there, sometimes the chemistry is not there. Um, like, what do you prepare to go into an interview? Like, what do you do? Yeah. I won't give away my secrets, but <laughs> I do want to do more and more entertainment interviews as time goes on. That is my goal. I don't plan to really... I might be already finished as a wrestler. Right. I might already have wrestled my last match. I don't know. Really? Uh, yeah. Fighting, I'll do a little bit, but my career is going to be interviewing. So, yes. I like interviewing lots of people from uh, military personnel 
interviewed, of course, from superstar Billy Graham, Hockey Talk Man, Jake the Snake Roberts. Um, just interviewed Cheeto Ortiz and Tank Abbott. The, the list goes on and on and on of all the great people I've already interviewed, but that's only going to expand as time goes on. Mm-hmm. And people could definitely check out your YouTube channel, The Hannibal TV, and they can see all your interviews that you have posted on YouTube, which is a plethora of, like, you just name-dropped a lot of people, you know, you just name-dropped now. So. Yeah, and they're free, so <laughs> yes. some people can play well, there's ads, but really, the Facebook, or the YouTube ads are like 10 seconds long, and it's, they're far less than uh, watching a normal TV show, so it's not really that bad. Or if you want to pay a dollar ninety nine a month on Patreon.com slash the Hannibal TV, you can watch them without ads. We post them on there without ads. But uh, yeah, I love putting stuff out for as many people as possible to see. I don't want to do DVDs that maybe two hundred people will see because sometimes maybe the guy that you wouldn't necessarily buy his shoot interview DVD might have a very interesting uh, story to tell so this way people get to sample a little bit of everybody too yeah um when you talk to somebody because i know there's other people out there that that you know they have interviews as well um how do you make yours stand out from someone else's? Because, you know, a lot of people get repetitive questions and they get the same questions they ask from other interviewers. Like, do you DV, like, do you try to, like, if, if anybody hasn't seen Hannibal before, um, would you, do you try to, like, do, like, do you do, like, the whole background? For, like, let's say for somebody who's never seen your YouTube show, like, well, how's your format like? Like, explain to them. Well, it really, a lot of people, a lot of the time, I only, I have exact amounts of time, so every, some interviews you can't have any background, mm-hmm. so it all depends on what the uh, agreement was with the person that wants to talk to me, they're always different, but we've recently added a live fan Q&A portion to our um, shoot interviews, which we're still master the technical aspects of it, but we have still been able to get many fan questions actually asked during the interviews, which I know the fans have liked. They get the notification that we're going live for a part of the interview and they can watch it on lower quality live and then when the full shoot comes out, it's going to be on in high quality. But those, I've noticed uh, sometimes the fans have provided questions that I never would have thought of so I've been enjoying that part too and also it's nice that it's live because I'll be honest with you a lot of the times people ask me to cut certain stuff out and we do Um, so you know anytime it's live at least you're seeing something that won't be cut so yeah yeah I know that's the hard part because sometimes when certain let's say individuals ask you to cut something out because they don't want to air it and it's really juicy too and you're like damn you know i have to cut it out you know sometimes they'll say things without realizing it and then after they'll they'll renege after the fact they're like you know what could you not air that you know is is it that hard sometimes if they tell you like don't do it like have you ever had that situation happen to you have you ever punched a punching bag in the dark (laughs) (laughs) oh i see I, i hear that 
Well, as no matter if it's at one in the morning, one thirty in the morning, not to think about what is <laughs> my point in the face. Wow, this is and he is he is and you're preparing. Wow, that's that's amazing. <laughs> you see. And who says and who says people can't do two things at the same time? You see what I'm saying? That's awesome. You know, while you're just training and talking, that's amazing. You know? Exactly, Yeah. So, um, I want to talk to you a little bit about wrestling. Um, was you know the typical question was you um what, who what, what was the wrestler that gave you an inspiration like to become a wrestler or would you, did you watch wrestling wrestling back then and you was just inspired to be a wrestler? Like, how did that connection came about? that got me obsessed with wrestling was the first thing I ever saw was the Saturday night's main event where the mega powers exploded. That was the very first thing I saw of wrestling. Wow, really? Wow. Then I wanted to find out everything from before that and then I became obsessed with it. Then, but it was from that point that I also wanted to always be a wrestler. I knew as soon as I saw it, this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. Oh, and um, what? How was the goal about for you? What did you do to achieve that dream? Like what? Like what was the steps you you taken? I started putting on backyard events from like the time I was five till the time I was thirteen, and I remember that was because we were getting too big and like I was at some point getting 90 people in my backyard to watch the events so it was becoming too big of a complaint thing for the neighbors and stuff so we did that then I did amateur wrestling and then was very successful in amateur wrestling then I went straight from amateur wrestling actually turned down scholarships to go into professional wrestling because I just didn't want to go to school anymore I just wanted to focus on being a pro wrestler wow so that pretty much took up you know you had a a passion about it so that you really wanted to become a professional wrestler and um especially in Canada wrestling is huge in Canada just like in the Midwest where I'm at now it's huge in Canada um um, did you, it, it was huge during the two times, like when I was a younger kid, like yeah. the 80s, boom, and then when I was finishing high school, it had the 90s boom, so we were exposed to two hot periods. Yeah. Was you a big fan of the NWA or WWF at the time? Well, WWF is your first exposure, but was you a fan of the NWA? Oh, okay. Yes, which I always liked the Sheik as soon as I found out about him from one of the videos I saw that I like to hurt people. <laughs> yeah. Would have his video stores. I always researched him. Um, but I ended up becoming a bigger WCW fan. We started to get uh, the Power Hour in the early 90s. I became a big fan of WCW and. I would, of course, rent the videotapes, 
and my parents didn't have the channel they had tbs but maybe two or three times a year they would give that channel away for free for two weeks at a time to try and entice people to buy it so yeah. i remember how excited i would be when we would get uh, wcw for those two weeks yeah. and i would tape it and then rewatch it um so yeah i was a big big wrestling fan always a bigger wcw fan and uh, WWE. Yeah. Um, how has wrestling changed your life? Uh, <laughs> changed my life. Well, a lot of bad, more bad than good has come out of wrestling for me. Mm-hmm. I wish that MMA had been in existence when I was younger because it was only popping up in my high school years and there was absolutely no money in it then and there was, it was not something that would really be an option but now the landscape has changed but now wrestling i wouldn't say it's, it's really done a lot of negative in my life but at least i've gained lots of knowledge about it so at least in my interviews i can be pretty knowledgeable um, as a wrestling historian um, and maybe hear of something, hear of a story or someone might mention something that's rarely known and maybe I'll know it so I'll be able to pull that story out of somebody so maybe in the end I can't say it'll have all been bad if I can use I guess the knowledge and experience I've gained in it to become a better interviewer so yeah. yeah. I guess I can't say it's all bad. It's, yeah. uh, it's been a roller coaster ride. Yeah, definitely. Um, what's the worst you've ever been hurt in training or a match? In a match, uh, it was an amateur wrestling match. Um, I escaped a single leg um, takedown attempt somewhat. I was wrestling in a college tournament that was open, and I was doing that tournament because I was uh, going to compete for the uh, Olympic trials for the London Games, Mm -hmm. which I ended up getting second at those Olympic trials. But uh, yeah, when I was escaping that, I tore my meniscus. So I still kept wrestling with the tore meniscus for like another six weeks after. I still managed to get second in the next tournament. But that was the worst. In pro wrestling, the worst was uh, that Abdul the Butcher when he cut me with uh, hepatitis C infected razor blade. That's really the worst, yeah. I would say. Yeah. yeah I've been, at least I haven't had any major. I've actually, I'm a very sturdy person. Yeah. I've had a lot of fights in my life and a lot of wrestling matches, and I've also done martial arts a long time, and I've worked as a bouncer for a living for many years. And like I really, a tore meniscus, which never bothered me again after I had it fixed. That's all pretty much it. I'm in pretty good shape. Wow. Um. Um. What do you think will make wrestling better again if it's not better now? Like, what? What? What's your opinion of what will make wrestling better? Um. I don't. I can't honestly give a fair assessment of that because I don't watch any of the products really regularly now. The only one I pay attention to a little bit is New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's the only one. 
so I can't say what's going to make it better if I'm not actually seeing it. I'm only reading the news, so that's, uh, I, I can't make any uh, statement on that. Okay, um, what's your thought on all elite wrestling? What's your take on that? Um, I hope that they, that they do well. All, all I can say is it's good to have competition out there. That's a great thing. Yeah. But I don't, I don't really, honestly, I've never seen a Young Bucks match. I've seen highlights. Really? Wow. I haven't seen one of his matches since he uh, left WWE. Wow. And the last match I had, I, I saw him and I think I was working security at the SmackDown. Yeah. And he wrestled. And I watched it from my security job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm doing security. Have you ever had any um, altercation? Like, during security, had you ever had, like, any major altercations? Oh, yes, yes. Lots. Can you tell a story? Nah, <laughs> uh, nah, not tonight. I don't feel like it. But there's been lots. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and, um, well, right now you're training, and um, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but, um... Do you have um, any predictions for um, the upcoming fight in February? Like, do you have any, is there anything that you have a game plan figured out? Uh, I, I would not talk about my game plan, but I'm going to be prepared and I'm not going to. Um, one of the reasons I want to be a fighter is because people like CM Punk have made wrestlers are pussies sometimes and we're not so I want to at least help give wrestling back some respect by going into these matchups and showing the wrestlers are tough so I will defeat that guy for sure 100% and I will be trying my best to knock him out and I believe I will knock him out uh, well, that can if, if people want want to see it. Is there a way to to watch the fight? No, they probably should have got a live stream for that one. But there, you have to be there. Yeah, it's halfway between Ottawa and Montreal and Hawkesbury, Ontario. February second, tickets online or at TicketWeb.ca, and uh, HannibalTV.com has more information. And there's actually going to be three Great North Wrestling Championships on the line that night, too. Lady Yasmin, who is an extremely popular female wrestler here in Canada, she actually is by probably by far gets more uh, hits than probably any female indie wrestler in Canada I know of anyway. So yeah. that's pretty impressive to me. And she gets good reactions arenas so she, her, she'll be putting her title on the line against former femme fatale champion jessica black then uh, the prodigy nathan banner is defending the great north wrestling television title against two-time canadian champion jeremy prophet and then uh, of course the canadian championship is going to be a fan to bring the weapon street fight between Max Testosterone and the Bruiser so that should be very interesting as well so we will post all of 
eventually on the Hannibal TV. It will be recorded for the Hannibal TV, but of course, being there live, it's uh, well worth it if you can make it out. Gotcha, gotcha. And uh, my final question for you, Hannibal, is what would the Hannibal of today tell the Hannibal of yesterday? Gotcha, gotcha. Um, thanks a lot, Hannibal. It's the HannibalTV.com, correct? Yes. Check it out. The HannibalTV.com, which is by far the most popular professional wrestling YouTube channel in Canada. There's nothing that even comes close. Yeah. Do you have anybody lined up for future interviews as of yet, or, or, or stay tuned? Uh, well, the Hockey Talk Man, uh, Superstar Billy Graham, Okay. There's others that I'm working well for anyone that's interested in uh, UFOs. Uh, uh, Travis Walton, I think his name is, who is uh, the abductee that the movie Fire in the Sky was based on. I'm definitely interviewing him while I'm in Arizona because I am, I'm actually going to always do UFO interviews here and there. Yeah. Very interesting. And uh, but now there's going to be other people, and as I said, I might be going to Las Vegas for a few days as well. And I don't want to say the names, but there's other people in that Arizona, Nevada area that I'm going to interview. And I've been trying to contact Lex Luger, but you know what? He's within driving distance of me, and I would like to do an interview with him this month, but he seems to be very difficult person to contact so if anyone is on Twitter they tweet to Lex Fluger that he should do an interview with me so hopefully that will happen because I would like to interview him controversial character to say the least yeah yeah that's a lot lot of story going on with Lex yeah definitely for sure yeah but I can understand if he's afraid of me Uh, Hannibal, man, uh, thank you so much for your time. And I, I know you're getting back to training, man, but I appreciate you giving me the time. And um, good luck at your fight. I love it. I never, I never did an interview with somebody who's training at the same time. So this is excellent, Hannibal, man. Thank you so much, man. And I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one, folks.